This is the Kratom Science Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gallagher, blog and social media writer for KratomScience.com, your source for all things Kratom. Julie Current is a survivor. She had a rough childhood, and as an adult, she survived physical abuse that led to multiple disabilities like PTSD, chronic pain, and epilepsy. With Kratom, Kava, and cannabis as tools, she's coming up on two years sober on October 28th. This is Julie Current, and this is her Kratom story. You said you were trying to move. Yes, I've been trying to move to be closer to my kids, um, which is actually part of my story. So, yeah, But I'm moving from the other side of Dallas. And during a pandemic, it's not that easy to look at apartments and whatnot. So. Are you originally from Austin? I am. I was born and raised in Austin um, and Houston. My dad moved to Houston when I was 11, so I grew up in both cities. But, yeah, well, I was only in Granbury for about a year. It was kind of just a stepping stone to get closer to my kids. My sister is there, so I went to help with my nephews and help her and get closer to my kids. But uh, How many kids do you have? Two. You said you were on pills for 15 years, and so what led you... That That's opioid pills, I assume. Right. Uh, so, well, opiates and benzos. Okay. So I was doing both, and somas at one time, so yeah. So what led what led you to get into that, and and how old were you when you started uh, doing that? Well, when I I actually honestly um, didn't ever do any drugs or smoke or drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a pretty rough childhood, and I was in therapy yeah. by the time I was seventeen. And the doctor had put me on like heavy doses of Elevil and Ativan. Um, and then when I got in my twenties, I had some dental work done, and I, I had a lot of uh, nightmares and flashbacks and stuff from things that happened when I was a child. And I noticed when I was taking the pain pills, all of that went away. So that kind of began my struggle. And then I got into an abusive relationship and got actually seriously hurt to where I couldn't function without them. And it just became a very vicious cycle that I could not get out of for over 15 years, probably. Dr. Gabor Mate from uh, Canada, he's really good. And he he Uh talks about how pretty much every addiction comes from some kind of childhood trauma and I'm finding like the people that I talk to about on this podcast that that's happened to them as Mm -hmm. well and uh so he talks about he's like focuses less on the addiction and more on what caused it so you got on the pills it took it took your sort of I guess PTSD from all that away is that right right it did. It silenced. Like I was finally sleeping through the night without waking up or, or going to bed terrified of having nightmares. I mm. had night terrors, night, you know, where I felt like I couldn't move and I was trapped or else I would have nightmares about people attacking me. And it just silenced all of it. So that was a big win, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but then I wasn't, in, I wasn't in so much physical pain. So that just kind of went back and forth for a few years. It didn't really start until I got seriously hurt and I got back on them full force and it just went bad from there because I. I actually needed them to get out of bed, and I didn't see anything wrong with them because the doctor gave them to me. So, you know, but then I started abusing them, and it just went worse. Yeah, yeah, and so that all lasted for about fifteen years. You said for with the pills. Yeah, yes, easily. Yeah. And so, was your injury from, you know, from getting beat up or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I was in an abusive relationship. I got slammed to the ground. I got my head hit so many times that I now have epilepsy, which was another issue with the pills because a lot of them were triggering um, partial mal seizure episodes. And we didn't know it. People just thought I was passing out from taking too many. And I was, but I was also having brain seizures. So 
Wow. It's just a very ugly cycle. Yeah. <laughs> you were talking about, um, you know, you almost lost your life. Was that like from an over- overdose? No, actually, that was um, from, and it happened more than once, but the, the one time I'm talking about where I collapsed and broke my skull, um, it, it, I took two tramadol. I mean, that's what I was prescribed. I was prescribed up to eight a day. At one, I was prescribed up to eight Norco 10s a day, uh, six to eight tramadols a day. And then depending on the time, you know, sometimes it was Soma's, sometimes it was Valium, sometimes it was Xanax, but it was some kind of, you know, and then they would put morphine on top of that. But that particular day, I had stopped all of that. I had just taken two tramadol, but I hadn't slept and I hadn't eaten um, because I had been taking care of six young children and I just collapsed and it went into a seizure episode and it caused my, when I fell backwards, my brain started bleeding and my heart stopped in front of my kids and I had to be revived and I was put in a medically induced coma for a week. They didn't wow. think I was going to wake up. So yeah. And that <laughs> so the was, pills were really causing problems. <laughs> yeah. And that was uh, December 28th, 2015. Yeah. That you collapsed. Okay. Like, just tell me, I guess about, you know, your life while you're addicted to opiates, were you, you said you almost lost your kids. Is that because, you know, you went through like the legal system for any reason and you, and you yeah. almost lost custody I mean, of them? Yes, we did. Well, I mean, my kids are older too. So, I mean, they would remember, they, they would see me passing out, you know, they yeah. would see all these, uh, the, the behavior of the drugs. I wasn't reliable, but then also, yes, when my ex-husband and I did split, we did go through the legal thing and he was requesting drug tests and he and I had actually done pills together and that was what made our toxic relationship toxic, but he had stopped and I hadn't been able to yet. So, I mean, it was very bloody and very ugly. And for two years, I didn't really see my kids. They would barely speak to me. Um, I've been two years clean now, so we're in a really good place now. But for a while, it was, you know, really bad, <laughs> real bad. You said uh, an ex-boyfriend uh, introduced you to Kratom. Yeah, actually, that was during the time period where everything was kind of ugly legally. And I started dating this guy. And I actually thought he was a great guy. He had a great job. He had custody of his daughter. He had his own house. I thought, you know, I'm finally got a responsible guy. I did not know he was smoking meth in the bathroom because I was completely ignorant to street <laughs> drugs. Um, I mean, pills, I could tell you what they were, if they were worth taking, but I didn't know anything about street drugs. But yeah. um, anyway, so, but he it introduced me to Kratom and um, I, you know, went through a few more battles. It, it, it took me until October 28, 2018, until I really took it seriously and started taking it. But yeah, he was the one that told me about it and I, you know, showed it to me. So I started kind of taking it on and off um, in 2017. But after yeah. he assaulted me and put me in the hospital, I had to have bone marrow scraped out of my right foot. Oh, and God. so, and I, I had been pretty much, yeah, I mean, I had been pretty much using the Kratom, but it, I had only, I mean, I just met him in like December. So, and I was in the hospital by March. So I hadn't really gotten a chance to really, you know, figure out what it was yet. And I was in the hospital for six weeks with an IV in my heart because I had to be on such strong antibiotics. They thought I was going to lose my leg. Thank God I did not. It was only, literally the doctor doesn't even know why I didn't lose it to this day. It was a miracle. But um, once I recovered from that and realized that I was tanking my life into hell with these pills was when I just said no more and started with the Kratom and realized how much freedom that I would actually have and I could live again. Damn, you had it rough. I mean, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. But you know what, what does like heal us makes us stronger? Honestly, I'm living proof of that. And so, yeah. you know, I wouldn't trade that experience what I went through with him. I honestly would not trade that because what Kratom has given me is so much more freedom than the pain he caused. So I can deal with that.
because I survived. But yeah, but I didn't know he, he was smoking in the bathroom, but when he went to shooting it was when he got crazy, and that's when I saw the change in him. Because for six weeks, like, I was living there, he was perfect, everything was great, but then he went crazy one night, and he had an assault rifle, and I had to literally run to the neighbors and have her call the police, and they had to come get me out of there. It was a big deal, but, you know, I survived, so. So it's almost two years sober, so, so yeah. take us through, I guess, how you got off opiates and switch to Kratom. Did you quit cold turkey with the opiates or did you taper off of them with Suboxone? That's what a lot of people do and then introduce uh, the Kratom. No, honestly, that I got out of the hospital um, and I was kind of in a downward spiral where I got involved with the wrong person. And I honestly, I ended up getting arrested on September 14th because I was with the wrong guy and I had the wrong, you know, just everything yeah. um i got out of jail and i just i was like enough is enough i'm gonna die or i'm gonna quit and this is it and so i just stopped cold turkey i literally i walked away from everybody i knew i left the austin area i you know everything and it just changed and i went and stayed with my sister and she helped me a lot and then i went and stayed with my dad and now i'm here so so you moved you, yeah, I just, just this all happened in austin and then you just moved to dallas yeah. a couple of years ago Right. So I took, okay. yeah, I just started taking the Kratom. I quit cold turkey, just took the Kratom. I didn't need the Suboxone. I didn't need anything else because the Kratom t- took care of everything. It took care of my pain. It took care of my anxiety, my PTSD, the withdrawal, everything. Yeah, that's great. And and, and I just wrote about uh, on the blog about a study in, that they did in rats that, you know, the Kratom, or it was pure my tragedy, but it was a better... Um, withdrawal mm-hmm. remedy for morphine than uh, buprenorphine mm-hmm. was, which is buprenorphine, right. suboxone, the same thing. So you didn't even experience any uh, withdrawals at all, or no, no. I mean, it, it it took a couple of weeks to get the full benefit of the kratom, mm-hmm. I guess. But no, I didn't. I mean, I think I just had a little more energy after all the poison was out of my system, basically. But no, I didn't have any detox. I didn't even have nightmares. That was one thing. Every single time I ran out of pills, I knew I was having nightmares that night. I knew it between the detox and the PTSD, there was no way I was sleeping. And Kratom took care of all of that for me. How much were you taking at the beginning uh, versus maybe like how much do you take today? Honestly, I I have to be very careful because of my epilepsy. So I yeah. have to really, really research and monitor everything that I put into my body. I'm, I really haven't increased that much. Um, my body is kind of different. I can only tolerate so much. And once I've had it, like, if I do try to take more than my body wants, then I will, it, it just comes right out. Like, I can't even keep it down. Yeah. So I probably take five to six grams, maybe. Maybe, I mean, depending on, like, when I'm working and on my feet, I need a little more for pain relief, but um, five to six grams, you know, every three to four hours, depending. I I have where I get mine from. I have some enhanced products that kind of last longer, so sometimes I don't have to take it that often, but I I I don't take nearly as much Kratom as I ever took pills. I can tell you that. The guy that introduced me to it, he would take two big tablespoons, but he was like, you're little, so you should probably start with a teaspoon. And so I would take a teaspoon of it, just kind of a heaping teaspoon. And that's what I take now. I mean, sometimes I'll take the enhanced, I have the enhanced extract crystals, and sometimes I'll take a teaspoon with a little, like, eighth of a teaspoon with that if I'm having a lot of pain. But other than that, no, I haven't had to increase my dosage that much. I mean, I also... uh, uh, 
rotate, you know, strains and sometimes vendors if I have to, which helps. Good. And then, of course, I take kava and I have my, you know, CBD chews and everything. So, you know, it kind of helps it last, I guess. So does Kratom help with your uh, epilepsy symptoms? Like uh, keep down, uh, I don't, do you have seizures regularly or? I, I I did when I was on yeah. pills. I had them all the time. I haven't yeah. had one in almost two years now. So, oh, great. Um, yes, but it controls my triggers. Um, and then, uh, so, which basically if I, I have severe hypoglycemia, so I have to make sure my blood sugar stays level. Mm-hmm. I have to get enough rest and I can't like freak out with anxiety. Kratom, it balances out my mind and my body to where I function like a normal person. And I just, I, I haven't had a seizure in two years, so. That's great. And and I'm sure, I think, does the CBD help with that too, do you think? Oh, tremendously, tremendously. Yeah. Yes, I always, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think cutting out, I literally, I take ibuprofen, but I think cutting out everything else I put in my body is all natural and I, I eat healthy. And so, yeah, it, it helps, but I could not do it. The kratom is like the backbone of everything I do. Everything else just kind of helps the kratom keep me standing, I guess. So, so how do you uh, prepare kratom? Uh, it depends. Sometimes I make what I call uh, power balls. So I take um, whatever strain or a blend, whatever I want to make, and I put lemon juice or lime or orange juice in it. And I make it into an actual mud and roll it into little balls and let it dry so that I can take it at work like ibuprofen. Um, but if I'm at home, I usually just do the toss and wash. I don't like to really mix it and drink it because it just makes me gag. So I'll just yeah. get it over with. <laughs> that. I, I... Power balls, that's a good idea. I've never heard that one. That sounds like a <laughs> yeah, good idea. It's, it's, it's convenient at work because I'm a bartender, and like I said, I can let them dry and just put them in an ibuprofen or whatever bottle or a Ziploc bag, and yeah, I just pop them in my mouth and go. Hell so. yeah, that sounds good. And I bet it's uh, more efficient than capsules because capsules, they have that gelatin around them, and some people t- say it takes long to kick in. And but, that is true, and then yeah. also the lemon juice breaks down the alkaloids mm-hmm. and potentiates the kratom and I'll put a little kava powder in there with them sometimes and yeah it works great so kava that's one I haven't experienced that that much uh what does that do for you um kava is kind of what okay so kava is to xanax what kratom is to opiates I guess it's not gonna be really strong and knock you out but it puts you on a very peaceful level it increases your dopamine production so and when you combine it with kratom it really is good for anti-anxiety so it's uh native to the uh to hawaii to polynesian cultures and they've been using it for Mm -hmm. hundreds of years for ceremonies and stuff so fiji fiji is a big one where they have kava i think yeah yeah Yeah, i looked that up a little bit i've had i tried it in a uh in a um it's an extract. It was an extract oil. I don't think I took enough mm-hmm. for my body size because it didn't really do nothing. But I would love to have the tea, though. I want to try it one time. Yeah, it's great. I brew my own, or I have the powders if I have time. Like I have my own, I brew at home. But put, the thing about kava is that it has what's called a reverse tolerance for some people. So you have to actually get it in your system for a week or two to experience the benefits of it. For some people, some people not, but a lot of times it does. So what side effects have you had with kratom? I have, honestly, the side effects that I had with pills were so much worse that I don't yeah. really consider, ha- I mean, I I feel like I'm healthier and stronger and more positive than ever. Um, like I said, if I take too much, it might make me nauseous, 
But other than that, I don't have any issues with Kratom. I mean, it's messy, obviously, but no, yeah. I, I don't really have any side effects from it. I, that's, you know, I watch what I take and it does me well. And if you don't take Kratom for a couple of days, do you get withdrawals? I do. Um, that doesn't usually happen because I have three herniated discs and sciatica and I just had most of the bone removed from my foot. So I usually am in so much pain. I can't go. Yeah. But if I, like, if I, I I will forget to take it, not with my my pills. It was a ritual with Kratom. I honestly just remember to take it when I start hurting, if that makes sense. But uh, anybody that I talk to that it's been addicted to opiates has, has said it's like, it's, there's no comparison. Is that your experience? Oh my Yes, yes, yeah. Now, now, I mean, if I like, like, between shipments or whatever, um, if I might get a little tired, like, I don't have as much energy, and obviously my pain comes back, but no, I, I, the opiate detox I went through was so much worse, and I also was addicted to tramadol, and I don't know what it is about tramadol, but people that actually do get addicted to it, the detox from that is so much worse than opiates, so I guess that's why to me, Kratom is just, yeah, I'm a little tired, and I don't like to run out because my anxiety is sky high, Yeah, but you know, as far as the physical, it's nothing. It's a cakewalk compared to that other stuff. So have you ever had a doctor that you could talk to about Kratom? Um, I actually have one now. Um, he knows that I try to do the, you know, healing way, the Calvin, and all that. And he's completely on board with that. He doesn't, you know, I, I've explained to him my struggle with pain management and that I don't want to be in pain management. And he's fully supportive of that. What was a pain management program like and what, did you not like about it? I mean, other than the opioids. Um, well, there was, it was, it was expensive. It was costing me so much money, um, that should have been going to my kids. And then of course, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm not the first one to tell you that pain medication, eventually you have to take more if you want to stay out of pain. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it it was costing, you know, six, $700 a month because you'd have to go to multiple doctors. It was a danger legally there was just all kinds of things that I didn't like about it and it was stressful having to get up and go to the doctor every month or two weeks or whatever probably makes you want to take more pills <laughs> it's just the stress yeah that. I mean it really it really it, it, yeah it's like that that vicious cycle that you can't get out of and I prayed and I honestly thought that my family didn't think that I would be alive this time I mean the two and a half years ago it was that bad because the seizures were just I was collapsing all the time so this is just so much more freedom there's so many bad things i can say about being in pain management so. yeah Go, keeps you can keep saying more bad stuff if you want to <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you know it's just it's 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 a lifestyle it's a lifestyle and my mm-hmm. children hated it you know i was dragging them to doctor's offices and it, it just it it it, to me, it's a very dark period of my life that I didn't think I'd ever escape, and I'm so thankful that I did. Did you lose custody of your kids for a while? N- well, no, I didn't lose custody of okay. them, but they were older, and they chose to go live with their dad. Yeah. Um, we, we had, I mean, I had technically, I had joint custody, but he had residential. I had to kind of give him that when everything went crazy, uh, so he could, you know, they primarily lived with him, um, and then they, they, I was still living in Austin when they actually moved to this area. So they actually lived here for a couple of years and I just, I was so out of it and so messed up that I didn't ever get to see them. I mean, I love them, but my life was completely out of focus. So, which today that's different today, you know, that's why I'm here and we are close and everything is better. So that's awesome. 
That's awesome. Congratulations, by the way. That's it. Must have must have been so hard to get out of that all the crap you went through, and you did it. So that's great. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Are you involved in any of the activism about Kratom? I, you know, I sign petitions. I follow the groups yeah. on Facebook. I would, I do everything I can to be active, even if it's not regarding my state. Like, yes, I've, I've uh, I will, you know, I don't know what further I could, could do, but yes, I, I talk about Kratom to everybody. I've gotten my whole family involved in it now. They, at first, especially my dad was like, oh, it's horrible, but even he is taking it now. And uh, so I'm always outspoken about it very much so in my community. Is there anything in Texas or Dallas that does anything ever come up there? I don't think I really hear anything from Texas. No, actually, Texas, uh, there it's kind of backwards here in Texas, which I appreciate. No, they, we don't have any issue with kratom here. We're still working through the medical marijuana thing. But, yeah, uh, they've legalized it for people like me, but there's no dispensaries or doctors. So, but but no, kratom, we don't have any you know issues at all. That's Thank good. God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it seems like a lot of like some of the Midwestern, I mean, and even yeah. Northeastern and deep South states are, it's kind of iffy yeah. there. But once you get out West, mm-hmm. people are like, you leave me alone. <laughs> this is why we moved out. Right. This is why I the know. settlers moved out there <laughs> in the first place. Exactly. So it's like, yeah. No. That's funny. That's funny. It's you like say pure that. libertarianism. <laughs> It, it is, I yeah. know, right? No, I, I, I dated a guy for a while, and he lives in Arkansas, and recently he wanted to get back with me, and I'm like, I could never live in Arkansas because yeah. Kratom is illegal in your straight state. They treat it like heroin. So, yeah, at that, and I couldn't, I could never do that. So. Do, do you have medical cannabis there yet? We do. Uh, governor, Our governor passed it last year. It's legal nice. for people with epilepsy. Cool. Um, the the problem, yeah, it's there's just there's loopholes because we don't have they're setting up the dispensaries and the doctors, so we can go to another state. Like I'm gonna try to just go to Oklahoma and get my car because I'm only a couple hours away from there, and then I'll be legal here. So, but yeah, yeah it, it is legal. It's just, but, oh, that's and, and good. it's just a ticket anyway. So okay, yeah. that's great. That's great. I finally yeah. got my card here in uh, in Pennsylvania. So it's like, wow, it's oh, legal awesome. for me to do that now. It's, that's <laughs> that's awesome. Feels good. I know, right? It's good because it I really does. Because I'm like, I, I just, I, I, I spent so many years doing things that were illegal. You know what I mean? And now weed is like the only thing I yes. just need them to push that on through. So <laughs> yeah, it's good. You know, it, it talk about anxiety. It relieves your anxiety a little bit. That's the only anxiety that it ever gave me is that it was illegal. 100%. I agree with you on that. Yes. And you know what I was going to say about um, the epilepsy is they actually, the FDA approved a drug called Epidiolux. All it is is pure CBD. But if you were were to get it, it would cost $13,000 a year for the average person. Versus, oh if you find a good source of CBD, same yeah. thing. Yeah. That's very much the same. No, I didn't know that well. But yes, yeah. it does. It really does. And, and and I do actually carry the CBD gummies as well with the cannabis because, you know, sometimes it just, it's like instant relief. Really, I can feel the dizziness and then I'll take it and I'm fine. And it could just be the anxiety because when you've had seizures, when you know you're about to go into one, it's the worst feeling in the world because you don't know what's going to happen when you wake up. 
Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I love my CBD and, and Kratom and Kava lifestyle. So. Yeah. I mean, that, sh- that should be open and legal for everybody. I think we all agree on that. I think most people agree yeah. on that. As a bartender, I, no bartenders are, it's, you're busy, you're going. Um, does the Kratom as a stimulant help you with that? Like, would you recommend Kratom to a bartender who didn't need it for pain or anything else just because it kind of gets you up and running? Yes, I absolutely would. Um, the one that I would, if somebody just wanted it for energy, I would recommend the crushed leaf because I also do that where I will take an energy blend of tea and the crushed leaf and I'll brew them together and actually drink it as a tea, which is a completely different kratom feeling and everything and that does it it just it makes you positive and gives you energy and yes i would absolutely recommend it over an energy drink or anything there's dependency and there's addiction but have you ever felt like you were addicted to it and and you were taking too much or do you ever try to lower your dose or or has your dose remained pretty much the same Honestly, with me, and I know I'm different than most people because I know, I mean, I, I have had to increase it maybe a little, but there's a certain line that I absolutely positively will not go past because I'm terrified of sending myself into seizures. So I have okay. basically, I mean, I really have stayed the same. The only thing I've done is maybe, like I said, I've added the extract. Sometimes I'll brew the crushed leaf so I don't just take the Kratom powder. Like I'll take it in every form it's available, Yeah. but I haven't, yeah. I haven't like max, but I mean, I know I depend on it to get out of bed. I'm not, but the way my body has been broken, I'm going to have to depend on something. And so I'd rather depend on Kratom that keeps me healthy and I'm okay with that. Like, what would you say to somebody who's in the middle of an opiate addiction and, you know, doesn't see a way out and would you have anything to say to them? I yes, actually, when I moved to Granbury, I had a friend that I met at work, and she had that problem, and she was afraid she was going to lose her husband and her family. And I started making her my power balls and talking her through it. And now she's part of my kratom groups, and she, you know, she's doing better. She was terrified of, you know, being addicted to pills and hiding it from her husband. And I've done that with several people. Um, I, 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 everybody kind of knows me. They kind of joke about it, but I mean, I, I literally do. I'm kind of like a kratom guru, and I will talk anybody through anything. Um, I've, I've, I've helped several people get away from opiates with not me, but the kratom, and just you know, telling them about it. So I'm, I'm a very big believer in it. God saved my life with that plan. So. Thank you so much, Julie Current. That was a great conversation. The music is by Risey. The song is called Memories of Thailand. The Kratom Science Podcast is written and produced by me, Brian Gallagher, for KratomScience.com. Take care.